so blatant racist was on the 9th of June 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Balbras and she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street that's on the road to Bladen Oh my lads, you should have seen us gannin Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing All the lads and lassies there and all with smiling faces Gannin along the Scotswood Road to see the Bladen races Flew past Armstrong's factory and up to the Robin Adair But Gannin o'er the rail we bridged the bus we flew up there The lasses lost the crinolines and veils Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 109 I'm your host Greg Troxell You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg We have a jam-packed January transfer window special episode for you And to do it with me because you know I couldn't do this alone I have the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yes, um, it is a wonderful day to be a Newcastle fan. Um, a beautiful, what is it? Today's the today's the tenth, actually. Well, it's about to be the tenth. Um, by the time you listen to this, it's the tenth, and um, it's a wonderful day to follow Elijah Newsom on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsom. Mm. It's also yeah. a wonderful day for transfer speculation. Oh, I'm adding some stuff in there as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. I mean, it's not really a, not really anything anyone cares about, but um, stuff. Yeah. So what for this show we're going to be previewing Wolves, but before that, as many of you have heard, if you're following Newcastle on a daily basis, at Things are looking good for a few a few players that are linked to us. It's looking positive. Potentially. Looking like we might make a signing this month, which is maybe which is never guaranteed. So, we'll, we'll talk about that first and then we'll get into what to expect for the Wolves match upcoming. So, let's let's get into the players first, Elijah, and the first one and it's it's the most possible one, I would say right now, is yeah. Adamola Lookman. Um, mm. so just some notes on him. I'll give like a kind of a, a career. I'll bring you up to this point and then Elijah, I'll give you the floor Okay. from there. Um, so Lookman, uh, he's 22 years old. He's from London. He's, um, apparently like pretty close to coming to Newcastle. So he started his career with Charlton athletic and then he was sold to Everton for 10 mil in January, 2017. He scored on his debut for Everton. He was on the left. He was a left winger for them, um, but he wasn't a regular starter. He left on loan to RB Leipzig in January of 2018. A year later, and it worked. It, it did well. He scored five goals in 11 matches, had seven starts, um, and he returned to Everton for the 2018-19 season. Um, played both matches against Newcastle that year, and then following that, this past summer right before the season it was a 22 and a half million pound transfer that took him back to leipzig um the one interesting thing is what worked so well leipzig in his first loan stint versus now is leipzig had a completely new coach julian nagelsman who's very possession based previously rb leipzig was very high press counter-attacking side 
So that's kind of led to a very uneventful year where he's been in the bench. But um, he is a Nigerian national, but uh, right now, so far, he's been doing the youth system at England because he is from London. Uh, he's played for England for the U19s, U20s, U21s. Has also played with Freddie Woodman uh, in the 2017 U20s where they won the World Cup. Um, Elijah, that gets us to right now. What you got? Yeah. Um, as I guess many people have pointed out, if you've been following this transfer on Twitter, which I feel like it's impossible for people not to follow it on Twitter, um, this is a guy who plays across the board um, at any of the three positions in the front, uh, striker, left wing, right wing. But another player that's not now an out striker. Um, so, you know, would feel much better about this window if Newcastle – bring in a guy on loan, uh, you know, a guy like Giroud or um, another just straight-up striker that can play more than two matches in a row, hold up play. Really someone um, mentioned this on uh, on the, the Athletics pod, um, pod, pod on the Tine, is that what it's called? Yeah, Greg? yep. Where it's like that sometimes you just need um, a veteran presence to help teach – players had to be proper forwards, which is kind of what happened with Rondon and Perez is what they're arguing. And the same could be said for Joel Linton. You bring in another forward, he can learn from besides just Andy Carroll, and maybe he starts to be, play like a number nine. Lookman's not going to solve the goal-scoring problem. It's going to be fun to watch. He'll help with our winger depth. He's going to be very similar to kind of a halfway point between Miguel Almiron and, uh, and Alan St. Maxman. Not completely reliant on his speed, kind of like Amron is. Not as tricky with the ball like ASM. Somewhere in the middle would be a good signing. Um, one, one to certainly be excited about. And another just young player, 22 years old, Premier League experience, has played well against Newcastle. So, I mean, yeah, it, it looks like it could happen. Um, I'm hearing loan to buy is, is, is kind of the route here. Uh, or are you hearing anything like a straight-up cash offer i feel like i've only read loan to buy. yeah i'm seeing loan to buy too uh i guess some of the talking points has been an uh, an option to buy not an obligation is what newcastle is arguing for no surprise there to be honest yeah um yeah, one of the things that i i, I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> yeah seriously uh one of the things that i noticed with lookman is he's very heavily on the left side he has played central and right before but he's like doesn't it doesn't make much sense to play him on this in central or right. All of his productions on the left. So one of the things that, that I think this does is because Almiron and ASM are, are a lot more diverse when it comes to uh, positionally, they can, they can kind of do what they want and, and go to any side. Um, So I think, well, kind of, Yes, I think so. I mean, Almiron looks just much better not on the right. Yes, he can play on the right, but he's left-footed and is very reliant on his on his left foot. Yes, so he still looks a bit awkward. Yeah, but and Lookman's a a left winger, but he's right-footed. Yeah, so, so. it's it's. I mean, but he's got. A, I, he, I think the footedness is foot, is also but. kind of like it's kind of overrated to me because like if you're a right-footed left winger you can cut inside and make a lot of plays that way 
Um, I would agree. You have to work on your crossing on the left foot, but like you can make a lot of attacking moves if you're right footed on the left and left footed on the right. So So I I think it's less of a crutch than people make it out to be. Yes, I would normally agree with you, except for our offense, if you want to call that. It was... It was dumb because it was they were asking McGowan to swing in balls from the right, like as a right winger, and not ask him to cut in all the time. So he would then like literally have to stop and then create space for himself and then cross with his left foot from the right side. And by that time, the run's been made. Like there's no one in the box. Yeah. So that was my whole issue with it was like, Lookman, I'm not really concerned about because he is he's much more two footed than Almer. It's more of an issue with Almer because he is so one footed. But that's not the point. The, your main point was not that at all. Before I rudely interrupted you with my my gripes. Yeah. So so one of the things that I'm thinking is if Lookman's on the on the left and he should probably stay there. Uh, that's going to allow ASM and Almeron to have a more one of them to always have more a, a more central role. Um, so you're always going to have an ASM free or an Almiron free in this formation. So like you could start all three of them at, with Joe up front. And if Lookman's always going to be on the left, you can kind of just alternate between the two. Um, and also you can give one rest from time to time, which is obviously important since Almiron has had a lot of injuries, muscle injuries in the past. And so is ASM, which obviously right now. So I, Overall, I think this is definitely a great signing. I've said that if this is going to happen, I've said of a winger, a box-to-box midfielder or a striker, that's where we have to go, um, and that would satisfy one of those needs. <laughs> yeah. Um, should be interesting. Uh, at the moment, not sure what formation we would run with all three, though. Five for one. And I okay. would just have I would just have three up top with one center mids. Right behind it, just like a savage okay. counterattacking five for one. You're just you're you're hell bent on losing the midfield battle. Yep. I mean, what's okay. the point of as long as you know? What's that. the point of winning the midfield battle when you're just bunkering? Like, there's no point in winning the midfield. That's fair. <laughs> well, we we've even seen that you could you could bunker, i.e., man you, and still lose the mid- midfield battle with two midfielders and Sean and. Maddie. Well, so I, I guess you're right. Yeah, like healthy, like when ASM and Almiron are in. Um, I'm not concerned yeah. about losing the midfield. Fair. Um, I'm always concerned because <laughs> I don't like losing. Yeah. Any midfield, outfield, <laughs> right field, left field, behind the plate. I'm not trying to lose. There you go. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe this isn't the club for you. <laughs> and maybe I should focus on baseball. <laughs> baseball. No, because that would be a terrible sport for you, too, because you lose a lot throughout the season. Because you play 162 well, times. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble there. But going to the next player, or do you have anything else on Lookman? Um, he's another black guy, so shout out to us. Yeah. Um, and. If you're new to CHN Radio, also, when a player does sign with Newcastle, we will bring you an emergency pod the following day. Uh, We'll be in your ears. So we'll just kind of wait around for that. And once it gets announced, expect a pod that will solely be on that player. So we'll go into more detail should that happen. Um, Just a little tidbit for you. 
Next player is Nigerian International. Oh, another one. Emmanuel. But but not really. But like, but an actual, like he's yeah, like representing Nigeria. Yes. Yeah. Um, he and he's also he's been capped twice by the Nigerian national team. Fun fact. Time out. shout out to him. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Um, Emmanuel currently playing for Club Bruges in Belgium. He's a he's yep. a center forward through and through. Um, he started his career in Abuja, Nigeria. Played for their team. Was transferred on a free to Zora Luhansk in Ukraine, and then was a one point three million dollar fee to Club Bruges in twenty seventeen. Has been there since. Since he's been at Club Bruges, we've had a little bit more success uh, year after year. He's growing into it. Um, Emmanuel's currently twenty two years old, same age as Lookman, and he's definitely a striker. He has been used as a winger. So this could be. I was more. I was excited about this. The possibility of maybe giving Jolinton a break or sending Jolinton to the wing and starting Dennis. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities there. Elijah, what's your thoughts on this player? He, he's a. He's not the type of striker that fits our system. Yeah. He's five nine. Oh, it's just like Dwight Gale. It's perfect. In Dwight <laughs> Gale and Yoshinori Muto have looked great in this system. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, one, if you look at the picture of this lad, he, uh, he, he, his mustache is something. Um, it makes him look like he's 40 instead it's of It's one of those 22. pencil stashes. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah. Not going to lie. Um, this is one where last I heard, um, well, earlier today it was reported that a bid was made for him. Lee Ryder then said that, Lee Ryder didn't say a bid wasn't made. He said a bid of 25 million pounds was not made for this player. Um, It'd be an interesting signing, to say the least. Um, I think it's more of a like-for-like Gale replacement. I still think that this is one of those that I think could happen if Gale is shipped off or Muto is unloaded um, because he kind of fits that profile. Uh, I still think that you would be looking for a big Andy Carroll-esque striker, um, you know, to, to really play as that center forward. But... I mean, if you're talking about fun counterattacking teams, he is another guy with a lot of speed as well. Um, and of course, like Greg has already mentioned, he's he's really good at finishing. He's got 26 goals so far this season, uh, 10 in Champions League play, uh, four in qualifying. Wait, what? Six in, yeah. No, he ha- he has five goals this season. What are you looking at this season? <laughs> Oh, dude! I'm looking at the wow. I was looking at his appearances. Oh yeah! yeah. Wow. Well, they they all, yeah, he only he's has got 15, ten appearances. Yeah, yeah, twenty six appearances, but fifteen yeah. in the league, um, five yeah. goals in the I league. I was like twenty six like, goals. <laughs> well, hey, three goals in Champions League, so um, nothing to scoff at. And that's and especially not something to scoff at because two of those goals at oh. Real Madrid. Oh, yeah, and you know at that would Real not Madrid. have happened. It, they like you know Real Madrid wouldn't give up two goals if Hostel was on their team. No. Uh, so who has a better goal scoring record at Real Madrid? Is it Emmanuel Dennis or Hostel? Just saying. Uh, uh, he has two goals uh, for every seventy-one minutes played there. <laughs> damn, and Hostel has one goal for a fucking every ninety-three or think <laughs> something. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Hey, but but like like we said. Pacey player, uh, 
Also a decent amount of strength on him is some other stuff I've read in scouting reports. Um, but would be a, a different forward than your traditional number nine. But he's going to be able to score goals when you need him to. So shout out to him. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one overall to see how he adjusts to the Premier League. Obviously a better league than in Belgium. But also he's at Bruges, which is a way better team than most in Belgium. So they're beating teams yep. significantly. Like they're they're handling teams pretty easily. So like in the games that he's scored, like if you're looking like game to game, it's like they win four to nothing, five to nothing, three to nothing, and he's getting a goal in those. Like I wonder, like those games are going to are a lot more open than what it's going to be here. So it's definitely going to be an adjustment for him. But you know he's he's growing. He's still like like he's still improving significantly coming from. Nigeria's top league to Ukraine's top league to Belgium's top league to now potentially the Premier League. Yeah, that's it's going to be a there's a lot of growth that needs to happen still. So we're going to need to have patience. But um, yeah, he could that's, I guess it just depends on how, how much potential the kid has. Yeah, that's the other thing is um, you know that I'm fine with bringing in some young guys, but when you're in a situation Newcastle are in. Um, getting proven talent, getting some veterans in should kind of be the priority at this point, especially when you're struggling to get goals out of your, your, your forwards. So it'll be interesting to see if like Newcastle use a little bit of logic here, or if they just decide, no, we're going to bring in two 22 year old, 22, 22 year old guys whose confidence could dip immediately because I don't know, we've seen this happen and like, there are players that can handle it well, a la Miguel Amaron, and they just keep cranking it out. Or, you know, Alan St. Maxman, another guy who's handled the pressures of being a young player that's been asked to perform really well. And there's players that are not handling it so well. Uh, and Joel Linton's a prime example of this, where him being young and having all this pressure on him has not boded well for him at all. So it's a gamble you, you take. Um, that could, of course, have wonderful rewards, but also just could blow up completely yeah. in your face and you end up like Fulham and you're relegated <laughs> with some young players. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, you got anything on Emmanuel? No, um, but yeah, who knows if we have not or have made a bid for him. Yeah, that's just, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Classic Newcastle reporting. Speaking of Newcastle reporting, who's in? Who's still in consideration? We just talked to you about. So who's not in consideration? Yeah. So um, you know, since our last pod where we had a very long BS meter, we've had a couple guys. You know, the BS has been stated. They're they're gone. It doesn't look likely. Uh, the first one is Piacek. Kind of came out today um, that Newcastle weren't a club that he was interested in joining. Um, not a huge surprise, especially given the fact that Tottenham are now linked to him. So there's a couple more Premier League clubs chasing his signature, and Tottenham might could potentially be a permanent deal um, just for the mere fact that Harry Kane looks like he's going to be sidelined for a bit, and they need another out-and-out forward um, and could be selling uh, some guys like Eriksen. Uh, so can kind of maybe cross him off the list. Um, Ryan Babel was another player we were linked to yesterday. Um, because he seems to be scoring goals still, 
Um, currently playing at Galatasaray uh, after his wonderful experience at Fulham. Um, he will be going home to Ajax, so he will not be joining Newcastle. And then, last but not least, kind of alluded to this in our last episode, Michy Batshuayi was a player that Newcastle were thinking about bringing on loan, um, him or Olivier Giroud. Um, it looks like Batshuayi is going to cement his spot as the main backup striker for Chelsea as they continue to push in the FA Cup, Champions League, and the Premier League. So those are the players we can kind of definitely cross off the list. I would probably add Gerard Bowen to that list as well, or Jared Bowen. I'm not really sure how to say his name because it's spelled like a black person would spell Gerard, but he's British and white, so I think it's Jared. Do you have any update on that? Do you know what his name is? No. All right, well, uh, someone figure it out because I want to call him Gerard, so I'm going to call him Gerard. Uh, It doesn't look like everyone's interested in him, and all the fans seem to think that he's still a target, but... Everything I've read has said that he's like not going to get sold in January, so I, I don't know. And we've already also, if we're in serious talks with Lookman, then like I don't understand why people would still think that we're going to sign another winger who also plays on the left. So, uh, yeah, that's my update for uh, guys who are not interested anymore. There's some guys who other teams are interested in, mainly West Ham, again. Uh, who they just made a signing, Jetson Fernandes, interesting loan deal there. But Greg, there are also some people that they want on our team. Yes, West Ham want Atletico Madrid's Javier Manquillo for cool five mil. They they're looking for. Um, well, do you think that's a deal enough for Mike? No, um, we also just don't have we don't have fullbacks, so um, it'd be bold of him to sell a fullback. Um, additionally, they're interested in Isaac Hayne and John Joe Shelby, which has been the case for the past uh, yeah forever two seasons. They're always interested. So um, just like we're always in on Bastost, they're always in on John yeah. Joe and Isaac. I mean, to be fair, we've cooled off the Bastos interest the past couple of windows. Yeah, ever since he got attacked by their own fans, that was yeah. That's not not a good sign, but it looks like West like these West Ham links are just going to appear, um, kind of similar to the MLS links at the beginning of every January transfer window that like some British news, newspaper will pull out of their ass, and they're just like the formula is take older, uh, legendary player, insert random MLS team. So I'll say like 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 I mean I don't know. There was a couple ones like a couple weeks ago that were just ridiculous saying like the Colorado uh, like Rapids were interested in bringing in veteran keeper like I don't know Joe Hart or something like that that's actually one that is real Minnesota United are talking to Joe Hart like that's that's one that I have no idea where that came from yeah Luka Modric and DC United and Atlanta United and one other team another one that I didn't understand either and yeah, it seems like that's going to be what West Ham's role is. You just insert Newcastle player and then say linked to West Ham. They don't even have to be playing well. Yeah, they don't at all. I mean, luckily those three guys are actually playing well, and it kind of makes sense. But <laughs> well, one of them like last year definitely is in the center back. Like so weird. <laughs> well, Isaac Hayden's definitely not a center back, so at least we can say well. That. Um, cool. 
Shall we preview Wolves then? Ah, sure. Let's do it. We're going to do that. We're going to preview Wolves right after this. All right. Newcastle versus Wolves. I probably went way too hard in the the ad, like previewing the ad. Yeah, Chivas Regal was super excited. Well, we can't say that because it might not be them. I mean, I'm two for two so far. Yeah, in the past two. Actually, weeks. I was sent a picture of somebody that bought the Chivas Wrinkle Manchester United uh, limited edition thing. It is available. Well, well yeah, someone sent it. I don't in think our they'd be advertising. <laughs> I don't think they'd be yeah. advertising it if it wasn't available. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those like like I said when I first heard it, I thought it was exclusive because it was a British lady telling me about it. And I was like, oh, this must be some exclusive shit. Like, wow. I mean, and then, like, I realized this is just, this. you can get this anywhere. Yeah. Yep. But not us. But here's great free advertising for them again. Buy yeah. us. Uh, kickbacks, please email us. Thank you. All right. Um, last match, we played them a little bit earlier in the year. It was in October, 27th mm. of October. Uh, it was Newcastle one, Wolves one, um, and it was pretty much similar to what everybody would expect. Wolves dominated possession. We counterattacked, and they like dominated the rest of the match. Some of the top players for Newcastle in that match, like accord- this is according to who scored ratings. Uh, the highest rated Newcastle player is Federico Fernandez. Um. Some other big ones was Jetro, Jamal Lascelles, St. Gucci, and Jolinton. Uh, Jamal Lascelles was the goal scorer in that match for us with Federico Fernandez with the assist. And then also, Sean Longstaff got a red card. Do you remember? People forget. And uh, Dubrovka had a pretty brutal error, um, which led to the goal. Um, all th- These games always end up really weird. I know last year they like they drew both matches with us, and it was two like really like outrageously bad no calls that led to goals that in the last few minutes of the match that they scored. It it's been a weird match between the two of us. Um, so that's what happened. Starting to hate Wolves. <laughs> yeah. Lie. Yeah. Um, just solely for that guy on Twitter that howls. Oh, I, wait! What are you talking about? You don't the know this guy. <laughs> This Wolves no, fan, and he, like, does these long howls before matches. And he, like, posts them on Twitter. Awful. Yeah. Oh, I, I wish I should. could find this person, but, like, I guess... We should all... Hey, so, actually, before this match, this is a message to all Newcastle fans. Before this match, if we find this guy on Twitter, everyone just report him. Get him suspended. <laughs> yeah, I need to find him. That would be hilarious, That would be... Actually. Yeah, I need to find. Funny. I need to find this person. Um, we'll have to work on that. Uh, he okay. he comes across my timeline every once in a while, and it's just embarrassing. Um, that's all I have to say. Uh, in the Premier League, in the table, Newcastle currently sitting in thirteenth. We're five points clear of Burnmouth in the relegation zone. I found I found the person, by the way. Oh, quick! Uh, it's at. Kev G. Wolf. And uh, maybe I'll just play it right now. There we go. Great. Come on, 
It sounded like a dying wolf, not like a... That is not a healthy wolf. And he, he wears, like, fangs. And he does this before matches. Wow. And it's at um, Kev G. Wolf. Jeez. Yep. That, get, his, get this guy out of here. So, that happened. Um, yeah, so we're in 13th. <laughs> Wolves are in 7th. They're 5 points oh. above us. Um, and 30 points, we have 25. So this is a good match to gain some ground. Um, it's true. Greg, uh, what do you hate about Wolves? <laughs> Can well, we talk about their, their stupid-ass crest? Yeah, you start. It doesn't, it's not, It this looks like, this looks like a generic uh, logo you would get on a Pez game in 1993 when you're starting your Pez like career mode because it doesn't look like an actual crest it looks like a four-year-old drew what they thought was supposed to be batman Mm. but instead was just a blotch and their parents added some white eyes and said oh look honey it's a wolf also what is what are they are they the wanderers are they wolves like are they wandering wolves yeah it's an it's the old auburn situation (laughs) all over again are you war eagle or are you a tiger? Who knows? It's annoying and I don't know. Also, they are doing some shady stuff because they, they're they friends with this Portuguese agent and they have damn near every Portuguese international. Even like they just signed another one. I, I, I need to because it's literally they signed this guy that was like dominating and it just came out of nowhere. Um, I don't know. There, there's some shady shit going on and someone needs to call him out on it. Yeah. Oh, they just they just called they just signed Patrick Catrone. What? <laughs> what? Um so looking into Urban Dictionary. Oh wait, no, that was that was last that was wow. That was dumb. That was stupid. They they signed Catrone in the summer and they're gonna they're gonna sun they're gonna send him to Fiorentina. Good for him. It's yeah, a lot better guess. than Wolverhampton, I can tell you that. Well he's the yeah, it is. He's <laughs> The, basically the Piacek of Wolves after being the Piacek of AC Milan while Piacek was the Zlatan of AC Milan last year. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that was wild. So looking at Urban Dictionary, uh, they're so insignificant that they don't have an Urban, Urban Dictionary. But I couldn't just stop there. Couldn't. So I was like, well, let's let's talk about the town of Wolverhampton. So, got a little submissions for you. The definition mm-hmm. of Wolverhampton, where gypsies live. Oh. <laughs> Just, wow. No, not like the cool gypsies, though. Like the derogatory term yes, gypsies yes. is what I'm hearing. Uh, okay. to, use, um, to use this in a sentence, in a conversation. Guy, where do you live? Gypsy, Wolverhampton. Guy, oh, so you're a gypsy. Gypsy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a, a real conversation. Um, another yeah. one is Wolverhampton, the most unfriendliest place in the UK. The fifth worst place to live in the world. A place where people drag their knuckles on the floor and are a cross between someone with Down syndrome and someone who's got formaldehyde mixed in a blender for five minutes. 
Goodness me. <laughs> People who can't even speak properly, they chew their words and spit them out and sound like they have an IQ lower than there are in decent pub in a town center. That's one thing I've noticed about these urban dictionaries about British towns is like they love talking shit about other people's yeah. British accents. Yeah. Um, just to go off of the, the – this is my last submission to go with the knuckle dragging. Um, Wolverhampton, the pit of the universe, a place inhabited by knuckle dragging morons. To use in a sentence, I would never go to Wolverhampton in my life. <laughs> also, uh, like, what is a knuckle drag? Like, I don't even know. What the, like, like their knuckles can't possibly it's, be touching the ground. It's a derogatory term for a mentally handicapped person. Oh, yeah. Wow, that took a a, a turn. Yeah, that was my. I, here I am thinking that everyone in wolves just walked weird. <laughs> well, nope. yeah, it's like it's like a term for like disabled. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I got you. Yeah. Those people do not like that place. <laughs> yep. Expert analysis by Elijah Newsom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into lineups. No. And injuries, I guess. And injuries. They kind of go. Um, so from the Wolves side, it's not a lot going on. Well, Willie Boldy, he's out. Morgan Gibbs-White, out. Diogo yeah. Jota is doubtful as of right now. Apparently, he's going to go through like a lot of training this week to see if he can go. But as of right now, and this is we're recording this on Wednesday night Pacific time, Thursday morning UK. Um, wrong, you got those dates wrong. Oh, it's Thursday and Friday. No, we're recording. Yes, today is Thursday, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has been a tough week. You did this, this on another pod too. Oh, really? Like this is like the second time you've done this. Yeah. I was like, I heard it when I was listening to. It. I was like, wait, <laughs> this was on a Thursday. This is how you know it's been like when I. All right, so every time I do that, just like send presents in alcohol because it's been a tough week. Um, yeah. But so Jota's being assessed this week. I haven't heard anything as of yet. It could happen tomorrow, Friday. Um, yeah, I'm sure the pre-match pressers will know. Same with the Newcastle end because we've got a lot of injuries, yeah. but a lot of these guys are back in training, so you There's don't really know. There's five players that are not making the trip to Molyneux, and that is for sure going to be Fabian Cher, um, Jetro Willems, John Joe Shelby, Javier Minkio, and Jack Colback will definitely not be making the trip. Um, and then there's a long list of doubtfuls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go ahead with your, your lineups, um, Elijah. And, yeah. and good luck. Um, good luck. This is probably the hardest part of this specific podcast is this part right here. So all the best to you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be something. There's going to be no share. Yep. Um, I'm guessing... All right, so let's start. Let's start with the back line. All right, so we got no main Keo, no share, no Willems. Yeah. Um. I think we could see the return of the Matt Ritchie left wing back. Okay. Um. So we'll start there. Dubrovkin goal. Matt Ritchie as a left wing back. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, your right wing back, um, who had a solid little outing. Shout out to him. Um. <sighs> This back three is going to be interesting. 
Um, Federico Fernandez, for sure. I would imagine Florian Lejeune. Um, I I can't tell if Kieran Clark is making the trip. I saw he was in training. He returned to training last week. Yeah, there's a chance. Uh, he's, he's still listed as doubtful, but there's a chance. Yeah, so if possible him not really sure what paul dummett's doing i haven't paul seen dummett's him. listed as doubtful okay so so i'll go through the list of doubtfuls because i'm seeing a lot of back in trainings but i'm not seeing the doubtfuls yeah if that makes sense so the- and to be fair like again like we said all this could change tomorrow because there was a podcast two like two two episodes ago well three episodes ago at this point well actually the preview before the rochdale match that whatever one of the previews we were like none of these players are going to play and then like all the players we said weren't going to play <laughs> yeah play. so doubtful means you're they're still doubtful to play in the match but that they can still be training and and rehabbing and like out means like no way and yeah in hell this is happening but doubtful is like yeah i don't think they're going to play but they still could um so the yeah. doubtful is Kieran clark almiron carol lascelles St. Gucci, Paul Dummett, Dwight Gale, and Muto. Okay, well, I, I <laughs> can almost guarantee Almiron's going to play. Um, yeah. M- maybe Andy Carroll. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know where to go from there. Um, uh, the, let's see. So, I'm I'm going with Karen Clark, if not Clark, Dummett, if not Dummett, Kraft. <laughs> um so, yeah, back line is going to be, I think, somewhat full strength, two out of the three. Um, in your midfield, I think you have to have Isaac Hayden in there somewhere. Um, do you maybe have Isaac Hayden as Newcastle... a center back? Oh, God, let's not do that. Um, it will be interesting to see if Newcastle return to a three up top um, with Almiron and Joel Linton uh, playing as wingers with, like, Carroll maybe as a striker because again I'm really operating under the assumption that Bruce is going to try to play Carroll who knows or it could be what we've seen recently with Miguel sitting in the midfield in like a 3-5-2 or 5-3-2 I do think the other midfielder in this matchup will be Sean Longstaff um if not Sean, Maddie, which is not really a bold prediction at all, but I don't know. I just we, we don't really have. I don't think Shelby's going to play. He didn't make the trip, so um, yeah, it's a very like you said. It's going to be tough to do lineups. It was tough to do lineups. Not looking forward to writing this preview because I feel like everyone is injured. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, so going t- into the match now, like. The question we always like to ask on these previews is, what does Newcastle have to do to win this one? Oh, gosh. Um, it's a tough one uh, because I don't really see uh, Newcastle winning this one. So I guess in order for us to win, um, I think we have to be on the same page tactically. Um, and I think there needs to be some adjustments made based off of what Wolves shows us. I don't want to have another situation where I think that was one of the most concerning things about the Rochdale match was when Rochdale made a very small adjustment to get back into the match. There was no counter from Bruce and the managerial staff. 
And uh, sometimes they've gotten it right. And we give them credit for getting it right on this podcast because it sometimes happens. But if you want a chance to adapt, to, to, to win against a team like Wolves with so much talent, you have to be able to punch back with some with something of your own, some sort of tactical shift, some sort of um, some sort of different formation. Um, if they throw out stuff that it's clearly making your team uncomfortable, so I'm, I'm looking really towards uh, our tactics here and whether or not we're going to be able to adjust. Yeah, um, I'm with you. No, okay, <laughs> bold claim. Yeah, so. Like, uh, I, I'm gonna be. I'm pretty pessimistic with you, Elijah, on this. Mm. To, and this kind of goes into the next part of like. Uh, so we'll we'll just lead in. My answer will also lead into the next question of players to look out for. Um, for us, it's like if we don't control Treore. <laughs> Uh, or Raul Jimenez uh, will, we'll, I think, get slaughtered. So typically in the oh, past, we have been able to do that. Um, but we've also been healthy when we've played them <clears throat> in our, ba- our back line. Now we're like healthy-ish, but nowhere near healthy-ish throughout the pitch, throughout our like team form. And uh, because of that, we've been getting very undisciplined in our shape and like Fernandez being very aggressive still as a center back and leaving the other guys as the central center back. Yeah, nonetheless, <laughs> like yeah, he's, the one that's supposed to stay back. He's uh, it, so so those things could absolutely hurt us. So it's more of like us getting lucky and and getting a goal and like and staying disciplined and being able to contain Adama Traore. Like those three things combined would be my like key here. Um, yeah. So then, and then that leads into like my player to look out for is like uh, Traore, Imanez, and Jao Utino. Yeah, Ruben uh, Neves add that to the list. Yeah, well. yeah, they have a like a really good team. Um, what what do you got? You give me some. Well, I just said uh, I added two just now. I mean, I guess so. We have we have five. <laughs> Den Donker as well. He's a very good holding midfielder. One of the better names um, in the Premier League too. Yeah. Matt Doherty has given us trouble in the past for some reason. No idea why. Um, I don't know who they'll start in their back line. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah. And they have a really good keeper in Rui Patricio. So he's not going to be a guy. It's not going to be like uh, Rochdale where you could fire one straight at the keeper and it'll go in. Yeah. So, um, and Newcastle couldn't even do that, but I digress. Um, Here's an interesting one for you, Greg, that I've noticed looking at their roster, is they have an American on their team. They Never heard of this guy. 19 years old. Plays for Wolves. I guess is in the academy. Midfielder. Oh. What do you... Why are you saying... Oh. oh, I was like, on their first team? There's no way. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I mean, it's, he's listed on the first team here. Okay. On FOTMOB. Owen Atasoe. Hmm. Yeah. Congrats, Owen. Yeah. Uh, he has played in Europa League. Yeah. So he's played he played in the AFL trophy as well. <laughs> but he's he's an academy player. He's nineteen. So Yeah. He wears number fifty four, so he's not really a first teamer out now, but 
That's I just that's I feel like usually when there's an American in a Premier League academy, like U.S. Men's Soccer Twitter salivates and is like sign them. Like oh gosh, it, it's it's usually so bad. Um, Zalalem was probably the last one where it was very brutal from a British standpoint. Cameron Carter Vickers and uh, Tim, not Tim Ream. Who's the other American that played? Maybe played for Chelsea is always out on loan. Uh, Center back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miazga. Yeah, Miazga. That's another one. Everyone's like, oh, he's in the Premier League. He must be like one of our best like players. And it's like, maybe he's not. <laughs> um, so it's weird that there's a guy that's kind of flown under the radar. Maybe I'll be an Owen Adesoe truther. Maybe. Be like comment on every U.S. men's national team post. Like, when are you calling up Owen? Like stuff like that. Good luck with that. I mean, he'll get the movement started. You, you actually, watch. well, you should do it with Oisin McKenty in Newcastle's academy because he was born in New York, but has been playing for Ireland's youth teams. So, oh yeah, get him out. So you need to be the Owen Oisin McKenty truther. Um, so some stats for you. Got some interesting ones. How are you doing on stats? Good? Oh, I've got some interesting ones as well. <laughs> All right. So, Newcastle United are unbeaten in their last five trips to Wolves. Yeah. And they've never lost in the Premier League at Wolves. That's crazy. Yeah. They have lost in the top flight, but in the Premier League, never. So. Yeah. I. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting match also because there's something pretty big on the line for Newcastle. I mean, of, as long as we don't lose... Avoiding relegation. As long as we don't lose, we will preserve a record that we've always had since the Premier League begun in 1993. There's only 10 sides that currently have an all-time Premier League positive goal difference. It's Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City... Spurs, Leeds United, Everton, Blackburn, and Newcastle. That's it. Oh, dude, I thought you were talking about the history being made as, like, continuing our streak of unbeaten away matches against Wolves. And I was like, I feel like you're kind of overselling this, <laughs> but you were definitely not talking about that. No, nope. so that's good. We currently are that 10th team at a plus one goal difference. So as Damn. long as we don't lose, we will maintain a positive goal difference. And I will say, since our seventh game of the first season of the Premier League, Newcastle has never been in the minus in goal difference in the Premier League. Since their seventh That'll just ever be, game. Don't, don't, don't give the 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 uh, Rafa truthers ammo because they'll <laughs> just turn around. If we lose like 2-1, they'll turn around and be like, this is all Steve Bruce's fault. We've never <laughs> been bad before Steve Bruce. <laughs> like, so two relegations, and it's like no, no, no. It <laughs> it's never been this bad. Yeah. So then, uh, uh, oh, and just something to men- mention: uh, the worst goal difference of any Premier League team. Sunderland. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> uh, oh it's minus two hundred and ninety-two goals all time. <laughs> No way. Since 2000, I mean, 93. Yep. Minus wild. Minus 292. It's the worst of any Premier League side. (laughs) You know I had to look, Elijah. You know I had to look. Um, Another thing. Another big thing here. The next goal scored on the road 
will be Newcastle's 500th in the Premier League. Joel Linton. Matt, Matty Longstaff's one at Old Trafford was 499. Um, our first goal on the road in the Premier League was an own goal. <laughs> Came against Coventry City um, in August of 93. So the next goal on the road will be our 500th. Hopefully this is also an own goal. That'd be that would be poetry. that'd be funny. Yeah, that would like meant to be almost. That actually, how does Newcastle beat Wolves with an own goal? <laughs> with an own goal, yes, entirely possible. Um, Bali's not playing, which means that there's like a chance that we won't have a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> like one of our our players won't get it. Yeah, no elbows so. to the head. Yeah, shout out to shout out to him for not playing. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my stats. Uh, is there anything okay. you wanted to add? Got a couple. Yeah. Um, I know. I think this was a couple weeks ago. We played a very boring team. It might have been Burnley or and maybe Bournemouth or it might have been Burnley, and they had like an absurd amount of English goals scored. Wolves are the exact opposite. None of Wolves' last forty nine goals have been scored by an Englishman. The last team to go 50 goals without an English scorer was Stoke City, which is just crazy. Um, Newcastle have only led for 342 minutes this season. Just still <laughs> still throw, th- throwing that out there. But the only opponents that – the only people that have led by – like led for a, least, a less amount of time are Wolves and Crystal Palace. Interesting. So, this is like the battle of the teams that refuse to like be winning in matches. The, and the battle of the teams is... that refuse to be winning. That should be the yes. title of your preview. No. <laughs> yeah, but, but battle of the teams that winning in matches because Wolves wins. They just, yeah, like during the match they don't like. It's interesting because they actually don't score first often. They've only they've only scored first six times a season, which is like. Something that you'd be like, oh, that's probably the same for Newcastle. Wolves are the team that's the worst at scoring first. Like mm. they, no one else has scored first less than them. So um, that's kind of what I have. There's a couple more. One, uh, really one more that I really am going to address. Um, Newcastle manager Steve Bruce has registered a league win over Wolves with six different clubs. Huddersfield, Crystal Palace, Birmingham, and Sunderland. Ugh. Hull and Aston Villa. If he does this and pulls on a win somehow at the Molyneux, which, by the way, uncertain about the name of that stadium, he would be the only. He would. It would. They would be only the second club he's beaten with seven teams, um, and the other club that he's beaten with seven different teams is Blackburn Rovers, um, which is an interesting one. I guess he beat them with all those teams plus Hull. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, that's what I got for stats. Uh, what's after that? Predictions? Yeah. Oh, it's almost like I'm reading from our uh, <laughs> our, our our list. Oh wait, <laughs> there is one more stat. Oh. oh. Five thirty-eight. Duh. Oh, timeout. Duh. Um. So five thirty-eight predicts how the Premier League season is going to go, and also week to week they pull out their predictions of how each match should go. So. With Newcastle at Wolves, it is one of the more lopsided matches of the weekend. Yikes. They have Wolves at a 62% chance of winning. 
a 23% chance of a draw, and Newcastle a 15% chance to win. That 15% is the third lowest of any Premier League team playing this weekend. The only ones lower are Burnley against Chelsea, Norwich against Man United. Oh, the fourth lowest, sorry, and Aston Villa um, against Man City. Oh, always reassuring when some relegation zone teams actually have a better chance of winning than you. So that's good to know. Yeah. Um, great. So predictions. predictions. Yes. Um, shall I, shall I start or shall you? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Wolves have lost back to back. They have. They have. But, uh, um, they, they also have won four of the last seven at home. It's true. But they also haven't done well at home against us. So there's hope. It's They haven't done well against us in general. Unfortunately, Elijah, mm. we are too beat up. We're too battered to continue to give them problems. Newcastle United are going to lose this match, and it's going to be 2 to nothing. Oh, well, I... Would love to say that Newcastle are going to win this match. Um, and judging by the facts, Newcastle have a shot to win. Wolves have won only two of their last 11 league matches with Newcastle. Six draws, three losses. Both of the victories, where were they, Greg? Well, no. They weren't. They were oh. at St. James. They, we, they oh. have never beaten us at the Molyneux. So, I don't think it's going to oh, happen Oh, I thought again. you were saying Newcastle won. Okay, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, no, Wolves has won. I, I, yeah, I misread, or misheard. Yeah, it's oh, it, yeah, you didn't read anything, obviously, JK. I don't really know where I was going with that. Um, but this is a situation where the, uh, the I guess, ethos is emotion. Is that, I guess, ethos? The ethos like is is affecting my prediction i just have faith that for some odd reason i have faith that regardless of who we put together it's going to be a scrappy bunch of lads and i'm all aboard the matt ritchie being back in the team train like he did not look great against rochdale at all like as a player but him being back in the team just brings a different mentality and i i'd love to see a scrappy newcastle nine just grind this out for a draw a draw in which we won't even score. It's going to be an own goal draw, 1-1, Traore with the goal, and then, like, <laughs> it's going to hit off the back of some poor guy's ass and, like, go in. Oh, wow. It's good. Like, there's – okay, my bold prediction is that Newcastle will not score from open play this match. That's actually going to – I'm going to write that for my preview article, which I still <laughs> need to do. Um, but, yeah, like, there, there's just no way we score from uh, open play this match. Watch they score three now. I I would hey Greg, there is no one like who loves being wrong more than me. <laughs> also, uh, oh no, I did predict me. I was gonna say I shout out to me for not predicting Miguel Amaro in the score and then him scoring, but I did. So, uh, shout out to me for predicting him to score against Rochdale. Congrats! So, and of course, Miguel Amaro will not score this match. Wink. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything else you have? We have a question. Yeah, we're going to go to a break before we do that. Oh, okay. So okay. all the match. All right. Sorry. Uh, no, no, nothing else on the match. All right. So we're going to answer your questions. And we're going to do that right after this. Okay. We have questions. And, well, you had questions. We have answers. And um, the questions from Mahai Magpies. What up? Toonarmy Denver. Shout out. Mm. Um, and the question is give us your three realistic transfer targets oh gosh um, so I'll go first I actually had this okay. prepared oh. um, and two of them are cheating my three realistic transfer targets are Animal Lookman and Emmanuel Dennis because <laughs> that oh. is pretty realistic that we're going to get them right now well one of them yeah, definitely one of them, probably two of them. Um, and my third one, I did some research on as a player. Like, I really tried to find a player that I thought was realistic enough uh, that we could target. And I'm going to go with Calvin Phillips of Leeds United in the championship. Um, he is extremely highly rated. He's probably the best box-to-box midfielder in the championship. Um, and he, in the FA Cup, absolutely torched Arsenal, like torched them. He's good. I like this kit guy a lot. 23 years old. Uh, he's been playing at Leeds for a while now. Uh, yeah, since 2013, I think he's been mm. in their – no, since 2010, he's been in their youth system. So he's been like a homegrown Leeds player. He's been all the way up, made it – all the way to the top, and he starts every match. And he's he has a goal and two assists in the um, championship, but he that's not his game. He's like a disruptor, a box to box, like plays hard. That's who I would be interested to see. It's, Calvin it's Phillips. Good shout. It's a good shout, especially because um, Steve Bruce, of course, very familiar with the championship. Yeah, and has played this play this player. Um, I'm gonna cheat for two as well. I've mentioned them both. Um, I think Lookman is is a great target um, in terms of just a guy who can, of course, give guys a break on the wingers. I've mentioned my big reason for wanting a winger, not so much tactically um, to change things up, but really for me, it's more about um, rotating guys in and out, especially when you have a guy like St. Maximin who has uh, been dealing with a nagging hamstring injury. Um, If you can afford to not play him in back-to-back matches, that's always great. And it also seems like when you take either Miguel Amaron or Alan St. Maximin off, no matter who you replace them with, it's somewhat disappointing. So if we can replace them with, you know, they, they get subbed off and Lookman comes on, or if Lookman gets subbed off and Miggy comes on, it's like that's you still have hope for the match instead of being yeah. like, all right, well, this is going to shit. Um, the other one, Olivier Giroud, he is open to coming to Newcastle. He's open to getting loaned here. He wants to play. Um, he is the prototypical forward that, you know, kind of almost mimics Andy Carroll. He's still got it in the tank. I, I you know, I think there's always going to be concerns about, um, like, certain people's scoring records. But it's hard to – there's only a few strikers, I'll say, in Premier League that consistently are, are like, just prolific goal scorers. Every, and every other person is, like – Every other team outside of the top five is kind of rotating guys in and out, and they're never 
you know, getting f- more than five, ten goals. So to expect Giroud a backup to be like a double-digit goal scorer every season is a bit ridiculous. But the talent is there. He's won a World Cup for a reason, and he is a very good kind of hold-up striker and would be the perfect person to come in and, one, show Joel Linton the ropes, give him a little bit of a break, and then, of course, allow us to play Andy Carroll in situations where um, and give him less games and, and put play him in situations where he can be useful instead of just throwing him on for an entire match and having him stand around and all that kind of jazz. And my kind of under-the-radar signing that I I am certain will happen this window, just based on this player and their relationship with their club and Newcastle's um, willingness to, one, buy players that we don't necessarily need, um, and two, uh, <laughs> um, buy players for super cheap that are going to be available for cheap that we need to, that we might potentially buy back because our academy is not great. Uh, Lewis Gibson, I think that he, he's, we've talked about this on the pod plenty of times, um, especially as of recent, not very happy at Everton. We talked about this even almost as far back as last summer, if I believe Yeah, he's, he's been, he, I guess he when he signed with them, he thought there was going to be a clearer path to the first team. Turns out, um, when you're playing at a, a club that has a bit, a bit of talent, it's going to be hard to get into the first team. Um, so he's played for the U23s all season, and it looks like he wants to get out um, and hasn't even played that many matches for U23. So, uh, yeah, that's who I think is a, a realistic transfer target. Do I want to sign Lewis Gibson? I don't really care, but I think Newcastle will. So there we go. Yeah. Um, great question. Thank you so much for asking yeah. that. Uh, great answers yeah. to us. Um, yeah. Shout out to us. One thing that I'm shocked that we didn't mention, and we need to, so uh, we'll cover okay. it right here. Okay. The Newcastle United calendar. Go. Mm-hmm. So Newcastle United have commented and they deeply regret the release of the official 2020 calendar that contains pictures of three players who are no longer at the club and they show a little kid making a pretty uh, bad gesture in the background of the calendar. Um, people were kind of shocked to see uh, the official calendar contain Iose Perez, Salomon Rondon, and Kennedy. Who have all have gone for 2019, but they feature in the 2020 calendar. <laughs> um, and it's pretty funny also that uh, Isaiah Perez is the player for the month of January, and he did score on New Year's Day, but not for Newcastle because he's no longer with the team. You get you get where I'm going with this? <laughs> no, I don't understand. Uh, Rondon also features very heavily in the calendar, um, and there's also a picture of Kennedy um, in that. But the the it's the picture of the kid is I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a kid like sw- like obviously swearing, like making a swearing gesture at Newcastle players in the calendar. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've like I've a pretty seen the picture. bad, like not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah, oh, an old okay. kit, old kit, a eighteenth month old kit, like just terrible job. Like it's, it's well, just I mean, laughing. I don't understand what the purpose of releasing this calendar was. 
in the first place because I didn't even know people still bought calendars. Um, it's the yeah. 21st century, people. It's on your damn phone. No, I, no, like, no. Okay. No, no, no. Calendars are a real thing. Yeah. That's like a stocking stuffer. Okay. Sure. Um, also, if you're going to make a calendar for 2020, this you can part of this is like this is more on not the person who made the calendar. The only the only fault in the person that made the calendar is the kid. That person made this calendar like probably last March. Okay. Because there's like it uses it features last year's kit like the whole time and it features a ton of shots from players from last season. And it seems like they finished the calendar, like, all right, well, we did the 2020 calendar, and they, like, never just thought to go back and edit it. Or if they did, they were like, oh, we'll just replace a couple pictures, not putting two and two together. I think that says more about, like, the organization of this club as a whole than anything else. So just shout out to our club for not being organized. And the last thing is, Greg, I think we need to have a serious conversation right now. Okay. Are you ready to admit that we were probably we were we were wrong about Iose Perez? How so? He's playing well at Leicester. I mean, he's on pace for double digit goals again. Well, we'll see if he gets there. Four assists. And I will say this, I I I'll put my hand up. I'll be the bigger man. <laughs> I know Iose is not going to apologize to me, so I'll apologize to him. I said that Leicester was not a big jump from Newcastle, and I didn't think I agreed with it. I thought he would go if he was going to go to a quote bigger club, he would go to a club like Tottenham, or I said even maybe Everton, maybe Manchester United, maybe Man City, but realistically Tottenham. I said that like forbatim. You, it was on an episode of CHN Radio like when he got sold. I was mad that he chose Leicester because I didn't think they were that much better than us. And boy, was I wrong. I was <laughs> they, just way off. They just happen to be abs- a lot better. <laughs> they happen to be. They happen to be better than every other team I named. Like yeah. literally, I I named every team that was behind them. Like I obviously didn't name Liverpool because that would have been ridiculous. But like Tottenham, shit the bed. Everton, shit the bed. Man yeah. U, shit the bed. Like and Leicester is just like this somehow really good club. And the crazy thing is that they're going to stay good. Like, they have a lot of good players that are going to still be good, like, next year. Like, they've made the right signings. So, um, yeah. shout out to them. It's just I've never been wrong in my life, and I'm not wrong. So, I'm never, I've am never i never been, so, like, it's impossible. So, cool. All right. <laughs> I was wrong about Brendan Rodgers. Actually, I really wasn't. I thought he'd, he'd do well. I was, wrong. I was a little wrong about Frank Lampard. I thought he would really struggle, and he hasn't. So, Cool. You got anything else? Um. No. Good. That's actually good. That's actually it. Let's uh, let's bid farewell to this episode. So that will do it for episode 109 of CHN Radio. I am your host, Greg Troxell. That is the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. The most beautiful, breathtaking song in the world. Coming home from Castle in your ears. We bid you farewell. Let's get three points and away the laps.